0: Hey everybody, welcome! Welcome back to Force Chatter. We are going to give our thoughts tonight on the book of Boba Fett. We are going to close the book on the first season. We're going to give our thoughts on the last couple of episodes and then our thoughts overall on what we thought of the series. Was this, was it good Star Wars? Was it awesome? Was it a disappointment? Did it Fall somewhere in between. We're going to go over that tonight. But first, I'm Eric, and I'm here tonight with Lou and Tim. Tim, how are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing yep. pretty well. I'm 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 in the Star Wars mentality. Uh, Lou and I went to a uh, uh, Star Wars night at an AHL hockey game. I heard uh, that. yes. And uh, mud troopered up. It was the first time I had trooped in uh, you know over a couple of years since just prior to the pandemic. So. Yeah. Um, this, it was fun uh, it was virus. a good time good yeah good so lots, i gotta ask fans, how, people taking pictures
0: how well did you guys fit in those little tiny stadium sports stadium seats with all that gear on <laughs> uh
1: we didn't we spent the entire time on our feet uh walking around the concourse at least you had comfortable shoes pictures. uh lou he had a comfortable i shoes. had comfortable I shoes yes unfortunately have the uh original uh uh, uh spec on the mud trooper boots which is a soviet-era boot and they're not comfortable no they're not (laughs) no
0: now i remember the u.s military issue boots were not comfortable i can just imagine what the the old antique soviet-era ones were like yeah yeah uh hey chat room how you guys doing tonight welcome it's good to have you here and lou it's good to have you here too the the one on the team who knows how to buy good footwear
2: yeah, I <laughs> I, uh, I opted not for the original, you know, you know the OG uh, military boot. And I opted for mm-hmm. uh, a little plug. Uh, Imperial boots make some some fantastic footwear. A little bit pricier than finding, um, you know, surplus Soviet-era boots uh, from World War II online, Tim. But, you know, hey, they're, my feet are important to me.
0: Probably yeah. worth
2: it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, it's hard with everything that's been going on with the pandemic to be able to find opportunities to – To go out as a group and participate in Star Wars things, Mm -hmm. um, or even just as a group at all. I actually got out for the first time in at least five years, probably ten years. I went out to an event to socialize where I knew absolutely nobody save one person. Mm. Uh, I went to uh, a a gaming store that I used to go to occasionally to try to play uh, X-Wing. Uh, but nobody there played X Wing. They all played Magic the Gathering. Mm. Uh, this is about 10 years ago in a couple yep. towns away. So, uh, my son was visiting last weekend. We went up to the mall one town away, and there was a gaming store in there all of a sudden. And I'm like, wow, that name looks familiar. That's the name from a couple That's towns up. Cool. Oh, boy, that guy's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's going to sue. Let, let me go in here and check this out. Mm. And it turns out it was the same guy. Uh, He'd been there for like six or seven years. I just hadn't <laughs> gone to that mall for anything. Uh, oh. And he remembered me and everything. We sat and talked for like an hour, hour and a half. Um, oh, cool. I'm
1: sure your son loved that. I was going to say. Actually, my forward. son
0: <laughs> was looking for Pokemon cards, which scalpers have destroyed the the gaming market for. You can't find yeah. cards right here. <laughs> and uh, but he decided Magic the Gathering had a and d crossover this past year. Yeah. And my son saw that and got hooked so we bought a couple starter decks and played and then oh nice cool. uh, so i actually went back friday night and uh, played uh in their little casual um they, they play the commander format so i bought a starter deck and <laughs> of course i won because wow I, nice. nice i don't know if i ever have good luck in something it's something that's completely inconsequential
1: <laughs> but anyway, hey, yeah, so awesome. back
0: to star wars and stuff it it's good to to be able to get out and do it, that kind of thing. It's it, been a long time
2: it, it, it you know one thing that Tim and I didn't talk about last night um about the the troupe was I was actually impressed with the the sheer number of fans that were wearing star wars stuff,
1: oh, yeah, Both yeah
2: kids in costume and just adults wearing t shirts or whatever i was I was really impressed it was it was most fans well they either had a jersey on for hockey for the you know team they're supporting or Star Wars stuff. Uh, I was yeah. I was really impressed with how many people actually had Star Wars stuff on. I was like, that's really awesome. Yeah. And you know, a shout out to the Rebel Legion and um, the Sabre Guild that were there with us as well. We had probably cool. twenty twenty five people probably in in costume.
1: Nice. Yeah, just um, about for like, a hockey re- game. Really. Yeah. it's good. Yeah, yeah, really really good turnout. Um, and and yeah, you know, my thanks to the Connecticut Garrison because I'm not from Connecticut. Right, uh, right for for allowing me to uh, to crash the party. So well, it was nice. 'cause so, uh, troopers were there
2: in force. So we had two of us there. You know. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, we had uh, we we had a Vader with us. We had um, a Wookie. Um, Emperor. A snowtrooper. Uh, Emperor. Yeah. the Emperor was yep. there. And yeah, uh, it was, It was good. Boba Fett was there. Yep. Yeah. Jawa. yeah. The Boba Fett looked good. I saw the pictures. He's yeah. he's got a really good Boba Fett, and he's yeah. actually building a. Um, speaking of our show tonight, a book of Boba. Um, Boba Fett. So nice costume, see i like so... that
0: costume so much
2: better yeah i mean the original the original og is, is good but you know the it is the new one with the dark colors is just it, yeah it's, really good. it's
0: more modern yeah yeah um yeah i mean we've got celebration coming up before too long yeah i know some people uh, have many days away. decided i i decided to duck out I had too many logistical hurdles um, some COVID-related, some not. So I am not attending this year, and I have to say I'm a little bit, like, legitimately depressed about it, but um, there will be more. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other people had to make tough decisions at the last there minute as hip. far as whether to go or not. Um, You guys are both going, and Carrie is going to be going. Yep. So yep. Yep. Random Shatter um, Network will be representing at uh, Celebration.
2: Yep. Yes, we'll so that's bring pretty you with exciting. us, Eric. We'll, we'll have you there in spirit, and we'll also have you there on, on... – skype or face yeah i was time, gonna say you know. guys
0: better like facetime me in for some stuff there yeah,
2: yeah
1: we could do a giant eric cardboard cutout to haul around with us we could you know lou
2: play as eric
0: lou did k2so That's before with, could, with the pulse and so we could have like eric. eric's face in yeah. like a backpack and be the little yoda on luke's back
2: yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> put a little elf ears or, on or, me and stuff
1: or have it over to the side instead of above. Have it over to the side, so once in a while he can right. like turn to you and swear at you, or say derogatory things, or you know whatever. Yeah,
0: well, I, I, I hit I a button. You the... can have like a little soundbite of me yeah. doing the Yoda giggle. oh like, mm. god. Okay. <laughs> well, you know,
2: yeah. you know I, I can do the cosplay. I saw a lot of people do in this past summer for, um, um oh gosh, um, Venom. Where they would have, you know, put a hoodie on oh. and have his arm in a thing with the head and his other oh, arm, yeah. the real arm down, like, tucked into his puppet. pocket. And he's yeah. talking. Yeah. There was a couple of good guys at, at one of the guys I would do the summer doing that. And the, the Venom head would follow somebody around behind them. and <laughs> oh, That's yeah. kind of cool. That, that's clever. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, today we're going to discuss the book of Boba Fett. Um, you know, if only they hadn't scheduled the finale of the week of the Super Bowl. Just saying.
1: Yeah, like that—that was the first thing that threw our schedule, and then like the last couple of weeks have. The just week before been that, crazy, too, actually. So.
0: Yeah, I think you were out the week before that. Yeah. Um, we were all out for the Super Bowl. I'll include myself in that, even though I don't really care about the Super Bowl. I did watch the game though, for once. So, uh, and then last week I couldn't. Um, yeah, it's just been uh, bad timing, but yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You know, we've got the last couple of episodes to talk about. We're not we're going to change the format up a little bit for this episode. We're just going to hit the milestones from the last two episodes, and then we're going to talk a little bit about just our thoughts. Where does this fit in with the modern age of Star Wars, and, and how do we feel about it? Okay. So, the second to last episode, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. This is episode six of the series. Uh, let's see here. I think the the big things about this, we got uh, Din Djarin going to see Luke. He meets Ahsoka instead. Uh, he wants to give the chainmail Beskar shirt to Grogu. Mm-hmm. We get a training montage between Grogu and Luke. Din Djarin leaves and goes back to the palace. And we have a brief scene, very brief, with Boba Fett. Um, and then at the very end, we get, uh, Cad Bane, which I want to talk about that just a little bit. And then I want to go back to episodes five and six in general. So Cad Bane, I have to say this turned out so much better in live action than I expected it to. Now I, I did see, so there's a channel on YouTube that, that does like, um, they, they go through and do different takes on special effects from different things in Star Wars, and they do it respectfully, and, and they do a really, really good job of it. And they made a version of Cad Bane that looks a little closer to the way he looked in Clone Wars. I liked that a little bit better, but even putting that off to the side, this looked amazing. The facial expression, the detail, yeah. the kind of snarling look on his nose at the end mm-hmm. of this episode,
2: mm.
0: like looked intimidating. I was impressed.
1: See, I, I'm I'm totally okay with live action characters and animated characters not looking exactly alike. I I, yeah, I, sure. I think that the Cad Bane that we got was actually better than the one that the YouTube guys recreated. Okay. Um, and and and, and I'm the same way with uh, with Ahsoka. I, I'm totally fine with their you know. Yes, but well, I, I acknowledge too. that there are differences between live action Ahsoka and uh, animated Ahsoka, and I mean. Hey, there's even differences between the Clone Wars Ahsoka and the Rebels Ahsoka, um, and I'm not just talking age. I mean, it's you have animation style, so you have things that are a little bit different. Mm. And of course, you know, everyone flipped out because oh, well, you know, live action Ahsoka, the head tails are shorter, and all this. It's the, she looks yeah. fine. She looks great. Yeah. Thrilled to well, have a live action. There's a practical reason
0: for that too. It's, I mean, the well, of the course, prosthetics. Is, yeah. You you can't mm. do a lot of that action stuff with
2: yeah, yeah. floppy <laughs> and, rubber. Things you know you in, in the, the face. And like Tim just said me, I'm totally okay with the fact of Cabay looking a little different than the co- than the um you know animation style. Oh my, yeah. But my, my first thing I thought was like Wow, his face isn't as thin. It looks, it looked off, but the, it, the skull shape looked different. But yeah. it still looked good. But, like exactly. I, I have a I mean, preference. I the,
0: prefer one. You right. Right. prefer I mean, the sure. other. Noticing the differences
2: is fine. It looked good. Yeah. It's absolutely. Just, it's just not a problem. Just because I notice there's a difference doesn't mean it's like, oh my god, I'm not going to watch this because it's it's different. Right. You know. It, so you guys liked it, right? Like it looked yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's fine. Yeah. For me. I, I was. Yep. I was thoroughly impressed and I just, I
1: love like when he appeared. I mean, when yeah. they, you, like you kind of, you're like, I think maybe this is going to happen. Like, and then they just like pan the camera in this, you know, old style Western type of thing. And there he is with the, you know, dude with a hat and you're like, that is Cad Bane. That is freaking mm-hmm, awesome. Right. Right. Um, And you knew things were not going to go well because we know Cad Bane is like an incredible shot. Yeah. So this was not going to go well. Um, and you notice
0: he shoots the marshal once in the shoulder. And then the deputy he kneels like six or seven times right in the chest.
1: Oh yeah. Cuz like Cause, he was cause, pissed. Cuz cause the deputy dared to interfere with right. the one-on-one thing. He yeah, right, he, right. Was, so right. he was he was going to let the other that. guy
0: walk away, but the deputy, no, nah, you're done, yeah. dude. But you know, it, you just, just and to and the that... And that was
1: also very uh clone wars. Yeah. Because that that is all like Bane would, you know, sometimes he would take the single shot and sometimes if he really wanted to off somebody, he would, you know, unleash five, six shots mm-hmm. at him. That was, that's very typical to the character. So I love yeah. that they translated that into live action. Also,
0: they kept the character true Yep, to what we yep. knew of Cad Bane in both episodes. Yep. And I really appreciated that.
1: They did he, a good job with that. He is like one of the more cerebral of the bounty hunters. Oh yeah. He, he, he always has been, he, he looks at it's okay. It's, it's, there's the job, but then there's also the, how do I make myself look better with the job? How do I manipulate things a little bit better that it's not only going to get me this job, but it's going to, you know, keep my reputation up. So I'm going to get other jobs. He, he wasn't just about, you know, get the body, bring him in warm or cold. That that was never Cad Bane. He's really super cerebral. And he knows he's good at what he does. But
0: he also doesn't really honor the code as well either. I mean, he's definitely a villain bounty hunter as opposed to. Yeah, yeah. There's good guy bounty hunters, you know, and then there's bad guy bounty hunters. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, what else? So this is, again, the second to last episode, the penultimate episode. This is the second of two in a row that basically didn't have Boba Fett in it. So I forget the math it's like 31% of the Boba Fett series wasn't about Boba Fett. <clears throat> and it was episodes 5 and 6 out of seven, seven episodes. It felt weird. Mm-hmm. Now they were good episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we needed the Grogu and, and Luke training montage here. That seemed a little bit
2: long. E- even just for it, it was. Long, it really long. Long. I was like, okay, yeah. you know.
0: I mean I get it. You have Grogu and it's like an instant marketing thing. So, you know, he mm-hmm. it's the the Spider-Man of the late 70s and early 80s and it's the Wolverine of the late 80s and early 90s. You just stick yeah. him in every book, comic and TV show you can stick him in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I get it
0: from a marketing point of view, but like it just didn't
2: yeah, the only thing fit. about it, it seemed wrong to me was that it seemed like you're telling a story that we didn't need to have told in this yeah, in the series, you know, I mean, we're we're looking for Boba Fett stuff here, whether it's yeah about him directly or tied with him. But this didn't seem, this seemed forced to have it tied to him. You know, it was like
0: it was like they took two episodes to set up an excuse for why you would have Dinjarin and Grogu in the finale,
2: and that's exactly it.
1: Is I yeah. I think that they said, look, we we need to we need to have this logical progression because. Here's where we ended up at the end of Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. Here's what we want to set up for the end of book of Boba Fett. How do we get there? Mm. And, and, and have and, it be a
0: mystery. And then we come back and revisit it at the beginning of Mando season three. We do the two flashback episodes.
1: Yeah. Which isn't entirely a bad idea. I mean, it's yeah.
2: yeah Cause you could have had din in this series, without having to give us all the backstory you could have give us a brief you know reason for why he's there but i think most to of his appearance in all this had nothing to do with why he was there for boba fett true
0: i mean that whole part yeah. of the story was fennec shan said hey saw your ship came in or not even that he said hey i heard you're in town because i guess he didn't come in on a ship uh we need a favor like that's it it was the very tail end, the last few lines of dialogue of one of the episodes. You don't need a whole backstory right. to justify right. him being there. Now, maybe, Grogu, you do. Have it be a mystery, though, that you then explain at the beginning of the next season. Right. It, it seems simple. But anyway, okay, so that's, that's a thing. That, that's a complaint that, that some of us have had. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, then we have the finale. I'm going to be honest. I've got some mixed feelings on the finale here. Um, I'm pulling up the original show notes here for it on my iPad. I I kind of feel like the finale had a lot of good moments, but it also had a lot of moments. I'm just sitting there scratching my head like, what? What? How? How did this slip through the cracks? So, for example and And I'm not trying to tear the apart the finale or anything. I'm mm. not the only one who's pointed these things out. The one scene where one of the the mod gang guys they go to shoot um somebody on the street and the guy grabs his pistol, does a complete three hundred and sixty degree turn and shoots in slow motion,
1: which was just like kooky
0: like he was already why? aiming at the guy mm, yeah he spins it's not like he was like it was a one eighty degree turn or something. He's facing where he's shooting. He does a 360 and then shoots. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It made zero sense. It
1: looked goofy and, and silly. And the, and in, like, you know, any concept of reality, that extra second and a half that you took to shoot could mean that you're dead. So. Right. Shoot. Don't do fancy twists and twirls and. They, maybe they were trying to compete with the Olympics or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, I was just uh, the Olympic uh, ice dance. I, I,
2: I had an Olympic tie. I was just, just going to say, this mm. is like the whole Lindsay Jacob Ellis thing of years ago where she showboated when she was so far out in the lead and then fell. There well, you Jawas
0: go. off to the side holding the scorecards up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fettmatic in the chat room. Oh, no, the spin move. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, everybody was talking about that scene, and that's not the only scene like that in the finale. Like, it's probably mm. the one that epitomizes – this sort of thing. But so Boba Fett comes into town riding on the Rancor. Yeah. Don't go back and get your ship, which that's another thing. Like, why didn't you just get the slave one? Yeah. Yeah. You can't get through the shields, but have you seen how many rounds per second that thing shoots? Eventually you're going to get through the shields. Problem solved. The shields only have so much power.
1: Yeah. Slave one would have made short work of, of those, those. Right.
0: And and probably less collateral damage than those two Scorpion droids and the Rancor. Because yeah. let's face it, the Rancor was not on a leash. Did some damage, yeah. Just saying. So he comes into town riding on the Rancor. The Rancor's climbing up buildings, jumping off of buildings across the street, through walls of other buildings. Okay? This thing's all over the place.
1: This this so reminded me, I mean they, they obviously did the, the the King Kong imagery. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, um, and then there's the climbing the tower at the very end, especially. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, my gosh. It's so like, much I get of it the throwback like, thing. But yeah, so it was like that and the video game rampage. We're not going to talk about the movie, um, but yeah, <laughs> the, the the video game of rampage and King Kong stuff um, like I'm surprised they didn't have X-Wings flying around and of. the Rancor trying to swat him out <clears throat> of the air. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but
0: so here's the thing that gets me, though. All Just of this stuff. Way. And Boba's sitting on the, on the back of this thing with one hand and his blaster rifle going. Just, well, yeah. This thing's jumping all over the place, right? So then at the end, Cad Bane shows up. And from, I don't know, like 20 feet away, he, he spits some flame out of his little flamethrower thing. The Rancor, his feet don't move. He shifts slightly at first. Boba Fett goes flying. This guy rode this Rancor, literally (laughs) crashing through walls, jumping from tops of buildings to the ground, from the ground to tops of buildings, from buildings to buildings. Didn't break a sweat. The Rancor, he's sitting on shifts slightly, and he doesn't just, like, lose balance and fall down. He goes flying through the air onto the ground. It it just, it was, it felt silly. There were a lot of things like that in in this episode um they didn't know so the mod gang when fennec came to rescue them they're pinned down and they're shooting and stuff like that and she comes up from like over the building and snipes them and and whatever and they're like oh thanks you're awesome you saved our lives and she's like hey some gratitude you guys are awesome too and then she walks over to her swoop bike which was parked in the line of fire and drives off. How did she park there and then not see her or the bad guys not see? Nobody saw her.
1: Mm. I, I also, when, when they were uh, holed up in the, um, in the, the, the wreckage of, 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 of the sanctuary, really wondering, like, why they didn't put her or someone else up on the roof, either as a spotter or a sniper or something, because, mm-hmm. like, really clearly, the very first assault, from, uh, from, from the, the, the gang was, you know, shooting from elevation from an elevated position. Sorry that there's, there's a little bit of military strategy there that I wish Tom were here because Tom would, you know, would hey, say military yeah. too. Yes. You also Airbase ground
0: defense Ranger. Thank you.
1: <laughs> but you know, elevated position. Yeah. It, it, no, no, no. It, Tim, it, Tim, Tim, nobody's
0: going to sneak up on him in there.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yep. It, they said it. So it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until until it wasn't. Until Cad Bane walked in, walked in. <laughs> yeah, and, and then until like all these enemy personnel happened to get fully into position for this assault without anyone noticing. It yeah. was yeah. There there were definitely. Here is the thing: if you watched it just like casually, it was it was both these episodes were like just simply a lot of fun yeah well the luke when, thing was when, slow when you, but otherwise yes a lot yeah. of fun i agree when you do start to look at things a little analytically it's like it falls oh, off wow art. some stuff is so painful right, um, right
0: and, and boba fett middle of the street just getting their butts handed to them right they just keep coming one of them says because they're everywhere the guy up on the roof shoots at him. They, they kind of do that. They look at each other and they shoot the guy. And I counted. 14 shots on oh, the single falling? guy yeah. from the roof to the ground. <laughs> if they're surrounded and they, quote, just keep coming, you shoot the guy once and then you go back to everybody else who's shooting at you. You don't spend mm. 14 rounds mm-hmm, in a corpse yeah. as it's falling. Yeah, I know. I know it's nitpicking. But there's a whole list of, of these things. Um, what's her name? Uh Peli Motto, driving into the firefight. And then yelling at her, like, go, go, go. And she's like, what? I can't hear you. Well, you can't hear him because of all of the gunfire. That's Thank all you. the warning you need that there's an issue. Right. You. Right? Like, if, if that's why you can't hear other things... You already know what it is he's going to say to you. I I didn't get that. And then the street vendors who are still in the streets with all the gunfire going on, like just one thing after another, it was weird. Boba Fett gets shot in his left arm by Cad Bane. And then throughout the epilogue is complaining about having to salute with his right arm because it hurts. Why has it got to be the right arm? Well, because that's the one you weren't shot in (laughs) twice, Mm -hmm. twice. Shot in the left shoulder, left arm. Why has there got to be the right arm? Because it's the only one you're able to move right now, you idiot. uh, I don't understand how some of these things slipped past the writers. And I'm not. Listen, what you said, Tim, it was a fun episode. It really was. Yeah. Maybe except Pali Motto. She could have been. Not there. Shot. Blown up. You know, stepped on by a scorpion. Whatever. Whatever works. I'm flexible. I'm open to different possibilities for the destiny of that character. Because we should all have a certain level of fluidity in our our destiny. And and I support that for her. (sighs) Oh, my gosh. Anyway. So I I did like the Kersantan scenes, though. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raging Wookiee is always a good time. yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So... Let's talk this series. What do you guys think? Just overall as a package and compare it specifically to, you know, the Mandalorian season one, the Mandalorian season two. I don't know that it's all that comparable to um, the Bad Batch. But within the context of what we're getting in this new era of Star Wars television, which seems to mostly be well received up until now. Mm hmm. Versus the movies, which have not been well-received. How does this fit for you guys, both emotionally and story-wise?
2: Lou? You say? Yeah, Lou? Um, you know, I, I, overall, I enjoyed the series. I mean, it was good storytelling for the most part. The, you know, characters I was invested in, uh, you know, I, I want more. On the analytical side of things, I look at this like, well, it doesn't, some of it doesn't make a lot of sense because you know he's stepping back from his role as a bounty hunter into doing we're not sure what because he's not really taking over Jabba's assets because Jabba was more than just a one-time small guy on Tatooine, which is what Boffet seems to be taking the the role of now, whereas you know Jabba had world-spanning, if not you know, sector-spanning power that we're seeing. And it, it seems like he's he's taking over this little role of being a little warlord on a planet that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things.
0: I don't know. I mean, it mattered enough for the Huts to come in in person mm-hmm. and, you know, the Pike Syndicate to come in and... But,
2: but the, that's what seems awkward to me about this because he's not protecting himself on a scale that would warrant what these guys are doing. Um, You know, I mean, no, he's very underpowered for what he's trying to take on.
0: I mean, uh, Tatooine through Mos Eisley, Mos Espa, et cetera, is supposed to be kind of like, I don't know, an intersection, if you will.
2: Yeah, or that, smugglers
0: but... and stuff like it, it's the point where people kind of stop and take a break and go to a window bar and they do their shady dealings and they move on. And it's like on on the highway. Mm-hmm. It, it's like yeah. the big rest stop area.
2: Yeah. yeah but but he's but... he's taking this role on as he's just kind of holding down his one little city. I'm like, no, it should be more than that. And, and if you're only doing the city, you're not really a threat to these guys. So why are they even bothering with you at that point?
0: Yeah, it'd be one thing if you were taking on Jabba's resources. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But he's not, right? I mean, no, he got rid of them. He got rid of Fortuna. Yeah. None of the local crime bosses pay attention to him.
2: Right? He literally has, like, ten people. Well, and he's laying if, claim to the planet? If he's not even big enough for the local crime bosses to be worried about him, mm-hmm. why are the Pikes and else worried about him? Mean, and the whole thing of running spice through there... Nothing, it didn't seem story-wise to be significant enough because I'm like, wouldn't you just run Spice somewhere else on the planet instead of through this one little city? I mean, you know, and, and if that's the case, if if you're running Spice, it's it's not just to supply Tatooine. It's a bigger venture than that. That's why, what I don't why understand. Why is this one city important to you? Because you could like do I get, well, yeah. you know, the Most
0: I suppose, the biggest city on Tatooine, to my knowledge, right? So I, I get that that's... If you're going to Tatooine, that's where you're going. But why go to Tatooine at all? Like, yeah, well, I guess I
1: I, I kind of wonder. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of explanation for I kind of wonder if like maybe it was being used as like a distribution hub of of some sort, because there was minimal, you know, quote, law enforcement there. Sure. So they, they could, you know, kind of do some of this stuff and they would have laborers and that kind of thing. And it was always, you know, it's the wretched hive of scum and villainy. So there could be random ships coming in, coming in, going wherever. And a lot of people aren't going to pay attention to it. Um, and, and yeah, so I, that's, I, I just, I, I it's kind of struggled with the same thing. So it's kind of trying to build a story in my head that would work, that would make sense for it because it's like, well, right. I, we, it's not like they have to fly it in, put it on a train go h- zip halfway around the planet. And then where does it go from there? Are they just then right. putting it on in another orbit? ship and then right. flying someplace? Well, just right. keep flying by the planet. It's just, so, no.
2: Exactly. It's or it's to be a transfer be... in orbit somewhere, not even yeah, down the so planet. Like,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, so like, you know, I guess I look at whatever. it as
0: this is the CD nightclub where people go to make the arrangements, but then the drug deals happen out at the street corner. Sure. And to yeah. me, mm. the streets, co- the street corner would be somewhere in space. Two ships meeting up, they dock, they transfer, they depart, and tatooine would be where you go to make the deals. I get that, yeah, but why the trains? why the actual physical presence of the spice right well so and, like and, and there's also,
1: there. There also the situation that you got to figure there must be some local dealing going on there because so you have the train, which presumably had you know big cargo pods filled with spice. Uh, in fact, did they, they showed us that, but then uh, you had uh, the thing that um, uh, what's his name? Disrupted Cobb Van uh, the Cobb Van. Mm. And it was, you know, this tiny like jewelry box sized thing of, of, of spice. So, you know, clearly like maybe they're like repackaging there. There's, there's and maybe they're dealing there. There's, there's, there's gotta be, something else to it something more complicated well, it would have been and, nice and to I'm, know i'm right. it would have it would have but i'm also i i mean i'm okay kind of not knowing like i just kind of went with the story yeah and, and after right. the fact but the it one... gives some thought to it that's like god that's kind of weird but eh, whatever it, it's fine they they the, needed something story
2: that bothers me about this kind of thing is when you think about story elements in general if it doesn't add to the story it detracts from it you know what I mean? Yeah, right. If it's there and it's not explained, it's a distraction. And this to me was a distraction. Because I never understood why this was so important and why you know, maybe we didn't understand what Java's role was fully, but uh, you know, it just seems like this 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 wider sector wide conspiracy or you know, crime syndicate or whatever had you know, why would they even deal with this guy? They would just bypass him and go somewhere yeah. else.
0: You know, my son, um, over the last several years, has been interested in writing stories and, and things like that. So I've been talking to him about the, the structure of storytelling and that every mm. story has to have some kind of a conflict. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have conflict, there needs to be motivation for the conflict and there has to be stakes. And I feel like we never really had it explained what the motivation was. Boba Fett's motivation was kind of like, I have motivation because I say so. Okay. Yeah. And the Pike's motivation, we still don't understand. And then the stakes, other than the death of the characters we care about, we never really understood those either. And I, I feel like this was one of those things where it was a nice ride. And, and ultimately here's what it is. It's star Wars. And I've been a fan Mm -hmm. since the first time I saw it, which was in 1979. And ever since two years before I saw Star Wars, Star Wars has had plot holes. Mm, sure. Okay. Yeah. And we love it anyway because it's fun mm-hmm. and it's yeah. still fun. And Bo- the book of Boba Fett was fun. Yeah. There is a part of me as a grown up, though, mm-hmm. that then looks at generations of Marvel comics with plot holes that you could fly spaceships through. But the stuff they're putting on Disney Plus seems more cohesive, seems like. The stories are better structured. They still get the character development in there really well. They're maybe for an older audience, but they're still so far, you know, Moon Knight notwithstanding, which hasn't come out yet. Um, They're still mostly family friendly. Now, Star Wars can skew even younger, which is nice. I don't know, though, it's I I have a hard time not looking at the Marvel stuff that gets interspersed with this at a ratio of about two or three to one Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and say, why? Why can't we get stories that are developed a little better? Yeah. So I don't know. For me, the book of Boba Fett was. Okay, it was good. It was really good. It was not great, but it was really good. I loved seeing what they did with the character. I like this change in the character. I like the additional depth. I love the new costume. Um, and I like I like the fact that we're finally get getting to see him be active in Star Wars. I love that they brought Tamara Morrison back. Um, I I think overall, uh, the Mandalorian seasons, especially the second season might have been better. I don't know. This to me is just it's a love-hate thing with Book of Boba Fett. I, I very much love it in some ways. Not just like it, but absolutely love it. And then there are some other ways in which I hate it. So it's
1: tough. Yeah, I you know, for me the I mean from the storytelling perspective, it's it's interesting that they kind of They they created an overall arc at like you know we'll say just to make things relative that you know they they were at like ten level ten okay so we're gonna create this kind of big picture type of storyline and okay that's what's gonna get us through this but then they kind of jumped the whys and wherefores that occur kind of in between and then they went straight down to like one and two where we're gonna get into these really really finite details of things. But we still, we, we miss motivation. We miss the intermediary story, which is like really important in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, no, to me, it was a lot of fun. I liked the series a lot. I liked, I really, really did like the Boba Fett flashbacks um, mm-hmm. that we got through two thirds of, of the series. I I liked that a lot because it built a lot for the character. It did. It developed the character a lot. I mean that 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 did give us some of those whys and wherefores. It, it gave us some of that intermediary stuff, um, and it's the most Boba Fett that we've ever seen. Oh yeah, you know we 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 needed to, and 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 that's that is what Lucasfilm promised. Like Lucasfilm promised that we are going to give you a perspective on Boba Fett that you never had before because you only saw him on screen, you know, prior to this for a mere amount of minutes. Um, and we only saw him doing a certain thing, you know, this was very, very different. It was very personal. Um, there, there really was, this was a lot of very personal storytelling for Boba Fett, but then for as much as I love the story, uh, of that full episode that we got from Mandalorian that completely like derailed it. It was so odd. Like,
2: th- just give us word. the
1: Mando mm-hmm. and then tell that story in his series. You know, give us a little bit of give it give us three minutes, that's fine in yeah, Book of Boba Fett to, to 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 get us there. Yeah, and right. then, you know, do it as a as a flashback or something in you know uh um in The Mandalorian. Or hell, what they could have done is and I know production timing can be tricky. Um you do the production so the productions overlap. Mm-hmm. So Book of Boba Fett is being released at the same time as Mandalorian season three is getting released and, uh, you know, Mandalorian season three starts toward the end of book of Boba Fett, where you're getting that episode in the Mandalorian where it's, you know, that's the one that's focused on him. I don't know. I'm just like throwing different concepts and different ideas out there. I kind of feel um, like... But, like, there was, there was so much there. And, and like you guys yeah. said, there was a lot with the Luke and Grogu thing, which, again, distracted from it. That said, still, the overall storytelling of this and what we got was very satisfying to me. I really appreciated it. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I still want the, a, a rat catcher droid. We need to see more of that um, in future episodes of, of anything. We need more BB droids. Those are good, too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on the whole thing.
0: I kind of feel like Grogu, we had an, an entire episode that felt like this is the excuse to get Grogu in the finale. And then all Grogu did in the finale was make the Rancor sleep. Boba Fett could have walked up yeah. at the end, like staggered up or something. And, you know, oh, good boy. And, yeah. and calmed the thing down. There are I've Headed five on the different nose. story methods I can think of off the top of my head that could have accomplished the same thing with the Rancor. It could have been part of the Mandalorian's journey all the way back from what, the second episode of the Mandalorian where he wasn't really, he didn't have any connection to animals. So now he's got to try to find a way to calm the Rancor down and succeeds. <clears throat> all kinds yeah. of different ways to do it. Why did uh, we need to dedicate an entire episode to getting yeah. Grogu on scene and then have Grogu kind of fall asleep mm. he falls down and that's it. Like what a, yeah. what a waste I, I of, mean, of time or a, L- a misplacement of time. L- I should say
1: Lou, L- L- by the way, likes um, scratches behind the ear. Does he Boba Fett could have done that with the rancor. Did that so work at the hockey game? With the hel- How did you get your hand up under the helmet like that?
2: That's why I wear the helmet. So we can't do that.
0: Must've found a way.
1: Hmm.
2: Blue, what's your we, take on the series? We make it happen. I mean, like I said before, I, I I really enjoyed it. I mean, it had some issues and holes, but I mean, it it's still good Star Wars. I mean, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the um, sequel trilogy overall. You know, especially yeah. with the way that wrapped up. You know, I mean, I I kind of judge stuff we're getting now versus what we've got before. Kind of like you know, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Television shows as as its own entity. Which one was you know better than the others, and and this is you know of of the better quality Star Wars stuff we've been getting lately, in my mind.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would agree. Even at its worst, it felt better than the movies did. I, mm-hmm. I got into a conversation it, about the movies um, with somebody Friday night at the gaming store, and it okay. was. The more I talk to people about it, whether it's at work or or whatever. And like it's with strangers or with people that we're not having like deep Star Wars conversations. It's weird because it's like, yeah, they weren't, they weren't really that good as as much as I've tried to defend them in the past to some extent. You know, if you're having a very summarized conversation about the movies, you have to admit the sequels were just completely out of place and they did not work. They didn't fit well, but Mm -hmm. this did, I think that for its faults,
2: it was good, and it well, was fun. And, and like we talked briefly on – I can't if we talked on Random Chatter recently or our or, or, or streaming show, um, you see Movie Chatter. I think this is a far better way to tell stories than a movie. We're getting more content. Yeah. I mean, we complain about the amount of content we got in Book of Boba Fett because, you know – like, well, well, and then was... they
0: took two episodes away,
2: yeah at first we we were complaining that we were getting all flashbacks and not real time stuff, but the the fact of the matter is if you get a six seven eight ten episode series of something, you're getting a lot more content than you would get in a, a two hour movie and they can oh, yeah. develop characters more they yep. can develop concepts better, they can spend more time on details that you would never get in a movie and i mm-hmm. so I think this is this is really well done storytelling I mean yeah. I'm sure we'll be back seeing Star Wars in the theaters at some point, but you know that's to be determined. They haven't released anything yet, and even released any discussion of when we're doing that yet. So,
0: I think that you know we've talked about some things that's done wrong. Uh, some things it did right was there were a lot of questions canonically about Boba Fett, and I mean it answered almost every single one. How he got out of the Sarlacc pit, <clears throat> Mandalorian season two explained how he got his armor back how he met Fennec Shand, how he got the slave one back, Mm -hmm. um, what he's doing now, what his motivations are now. Um, for those who did not watch the animated series, some, uh, insight as to the character of Boba Fett,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, his personality and, and what his motivations are and, and, you know, who he is, his identity, something we never really got to see before, The series did those things really well. Yeah. Um, We got some really good action scenes, got a couple that didn't quite fit. We had some really good action scenes. We got introduced to some good characters. I still like the the mod gang thing. I know a lot of people don't. I like them. Uh, And I love Kersanton. I think Kersanton was a great addition. We saw live action. Kersantin's fantastic. He really is. Uh, we saw a live-action Cad Bane that worked, worked mm-hmm. well. He's not dead, by the way. Just want to say, if you look at the last scene, he's got the little chest plate with the blinking light, and it, like, it, it, I guess it looks like a kind of a heart monitor sort of thing, and it slows down a lot, but it continues to blink.
1: Just saying. I I I think he's dead. Okay. I think he's dead. I I I I think we are that...
0: definitely meant to. He led to believe he's dead
1: at the very yeah. least all indications are that he's dead i mean that, that other the, than the, the low with the indicator. pointy end of the gaffy stick that 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 pretty much does it
0: you would think that too but then we saw boba fett take much worse
1: <laughs> true true
0: Shot glove to the side of the face by a wookiee not just a wookiee but like of the wookiees
1: <laughs>
0: this was the gladiator one and and let me tell yeah. you the the, the, most the scrawny the nerdy wookiee who got picked on in school could still whoop my butt yeah yeah and chrysanthemum is not that one true so
2: yeah you're right but i mean it's star wars so it is yeah but the best sleep you'll ever have is curl up in a lap of wookiee i'm just saying never tried it but maybe all right, well, I think
0: that's going to do it for this episode, then. We do still have some other things to talk about. We've got Kenobi that is coming up before too long here, uh, and we have some some insight as to what we're getting. I don't know how much we want to talk about, but there's definitely some things to talk about. And I think there, that there, there was uh,
1: the big uh, Kenobi Super Bowl commercial uh, trailer. <laughs> to talk about. I must have yes, that, too. Yes, It
0: just, it didn't he- air here in the U.S. or Canada oh. Oh. or Zimbabwe or Lithuania or pretty much anywhere on this planet. I think that was also on Tatooine. I was going to say, be might on Tatooine. To, yeah. 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 Uh, but I think that there's some stuff we can talk about there that includes some, some new rumors and casting stuff that would not spoil the show. So I think it's safe to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... um We've obviously got Celebration coming up. and There's one other thing I felt like was right on the tip of my tongue before I started talking. But we've got a couple of other things that we have to discuss yet in Star Wars coming up. So that is going to do it for this episode of Force Chatter. Thank you for everybody in the the chat room who's been hanging out with us. Uh, Don't forget, every Sunday night at uh, typically a little bit after 8 p.m. Eastern time, Uh, We stream this and then random chatter. So if you are listening to this live, stick around. We'll be back in about another 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, Tuesday nights, we used to do movie chatter. Now we're doing media chatter because we are also going to be covering streaming shows as well. Because honestly, there are a lot of those that are better than a lot of the movies that have been coming out recently. And and things we've been wanting
2: desperately to talk about. Right. A lot of really good stuff that just came out recently. yeah. We're excited about.
0: So, uh, we had, uh, we covered Reacher, um, the new series on Amazon prime last Tuesday. And, uh, this Tuesday we're covering, uh, inventing
2: Anna. Is that what it's yep. called? Yep. On Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Yep. Basically and, um, story of Anna Sorokin. Yeah. Interesting story. It, it is, it
0: is interesting. And it's got, uh, oh, I'm going to remember her name, Julia Garner, I think from Ozark. Mm. Playing the lead. Yeah, it's a a good series. Anyway, so catch that Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Force Chatter. So until next time,
1: take care.